0: Sri Gurudev ki jay. jai, Sriman Mahabru ki jai, Sri Harinam Sankirtan ki jai Sri Girīrāj Maharaj ki Jai, Sri Sri Jaganat Baladev Subadri ki jai. Okay. Jai Jagannat. Sri Grantara Sri Mad ki Kai. Shri Gita Ki Jai, Ki Jai, So, <clears throat> welcome to all again. Good evening from Bulgaria and good afternoon or good morning, wherever you may be connected in the States, South America and so on. Hmm? So, today we are continuing... There is a special class today and next Monday because during the last Mondays for the last, I don't know, three months or so, I've been lecturing on the Brahmar Gita. So we, we don't want to interrupt that, that flow and we want also to make you part of that to the ones who have not been able to follow that series, which is basically the song of the bumblebee mm-hmm. when Sri Rada is speaking in divine divion mad divine, mad, divine mad, divine madness to bumblebee Hmm? To through the bumblebee, we could say also. <laughs> or to Krishna through through the bumblebee, something like that. So, today we are in our meeting number 13 already. So I will make some brief brief recap for those of you here present who have not been following this series very briefly, especially of the last lecture. And this is somehow connected to what we will be starting from tomorrow here in Bulgaria a series of lectures on Mahaprabhu in, in Jagannath Puri all of which converges in his staying in Gambira and his relishing Radhava and being successful in the main purpose of his descent and Chaitanya Charitamrita we mentioned this in some classes before regarding Brahma Gita that the Chaitanya Charitamrita says that the experience that Mahaprabhu had in Gambira exactly corresponded with the mode in which Sri Radha spoke to the bumblebee. Mm. The ecstasy of separation, in other words, that she was going through here in the Brahmar Gita is the exact parallel of what Mahaprabhu, Krishna, in the mode of Radha, in separation from Krishna, was experiencing in his last chapter of his Lila. So it's a very interesting correlation between Gaur Lila, the highest point of Gaur Lila, and this Brahmar Gita, which, according to many Acharyas, is the most important chapter of the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. Chapter 47 of the 10th Canto. And of course, this song of Srirada, Brahmar Gita, is one of many songs in the Bhagavatam. There are many songs, and there are six main songs of the Gopis in the 10th Canto of the Bhagavatam, which are the um, Venu Gita, Pranaya Gita, Gopi Gita, Jugal Gita, Viraha Gita, and Brahma Gita. So we have been going through all of them in Spanish for the last three years. (laughs) So now I'm finishing that series with this last one series of Brahmar Gita, which I'm doing in Spanish and also in English. Mm -hmm. So today we are studying the eighth verse. This is our meeting number 13 because we made five introductory meetings to give context (laughs) to such a high point of the Bhagavatam. And then we are spending one lecture for each one of the ten verses of Ramar Gita. In each one of these ten verses, Shiradi speaks again in divyan Mad, which means divine madness. The height of her Mahab, Adirud Mahababa, more. And she speaks different types of what's called colorful talks or del- delirious, you say, delirious hmm. speech called Chitra Jalpa. So there are ten, ten types of Chitra Jalpa and. Brahma Gita has 10 verses. So each one of the 10 verses of Brahma Gita corresponds with each one of these types of Chitra Jalpa. So we are also trying to to follow that. So today again, we are seeing verse number 8. There are 10 verses in the Brahma Gita. So we are reaching the end of this section. And this is verse 19 in the 47th chapter of the 10th canto. But as usual, I'm making a not so brief recap of the previous class, (laughs) generally. Uh, so I will do it nonetheless. So in last verse, I will read, this is a very high section, so for those of you who are not familiar with this, uh, fasten your seatbelts to begin Mm -hmm. with, and if something is way above your head, no problem, we are all going through that, (laughs) but I'm sure some some points will will be able to be drawn. So the previous verse that we saw last, previous Monday, Sri Tera is saying to the bumblebee, and we will see in each of these verses, she's abusing Krishna from tip to toe. But at the same time, she's increasing her attachment. She's increasing her love for him in the context of abusing him, which sounds kind of contradictory and paradoxical, but that's what the ultimate love is about. So she's saying to hear about the pastimes that Krishna regularly performs is nectar for the years. For those who relish just a single drop of that nectar even once, their dedication to material duality is ruined. Many such persons have suddenly given up their wretched homes and families, and themselves, becoming wretched, traveled here to Vrindavan to wander about like birds, begging for their living." (laughs) That was the verse we saw in our previous class. A very special praise of Sri Hari Actually even though it seems that she's cautioning us be careful with the consequences of hearing Harikata your whole material life will be ruined actually she's saying well that's idea <laughs> mm-hmm. so of course she's speaking mainly from her own vantage point here she's rather is speaking from her own experience she has left everything behind by entering in touch with one drop of Sri Harikata Harikata Rasayana Rasaya Nakata also hmm? she has given up everything for krishna's sake basically she's the greatest speaker of harikatha she's the greatest the most addicted personality to harikatha which is none different from hari this she says in the in the previous verse to this one i cannot stop i can't live krishna i can live without krishna but i cannot live without krishna katha basically that's her conclusion and that applies very nicely for us as sadhakas so, so, basically, she's saying, and we, of course, are sharing the commenta- commentaries of the different main acharas in our Bhagavad tradition in this connection. She's implying with this, everyone who hears Karikata will leave their mutual affection for one another. The husband will stop loving his wife, the wife will stop loving her husband, the children will stop loving their parents, and vice versa. All the material relationship will be ruined by entering in touch with this uh, elixir. Of course, the idea here is the material attachment in those relationships mm-hmm. that all the scriptures are saying. When the scriptures say the dark well of material life, of family life, <laughs> it doesn't mean you shouldn't get married. It, doesn't mean, it means just do not get attached to that in materially speaking. Because you can be also a monk and be materially attached to your monasticism. So <laughs> the problem is material attachment, basically. No. So Shirada, again, is saying... By hearing this, be careful because your whole material life will be ruined. So it seems she's cautioning us. Do not go there. But actually, indirectly, she's saying, go there.
1: I mean, <laughs> you have
0: to go there. That's the, uh, So she's glorifying through condemnation. Condemnation is in English? So that's called in Sanskrit, viagastuti. So viagastuti, there's a type of poetry which presents this this style. Now the famous verse we quoted in the last class, I won't go into detail now. Rupa Goswami's verse who says if you want to keep all your friends and all your nice material situation, do not go to the banks of the Jamuna because there is one dark complexion boy playing the flute there and all your material duality will be gone. So do not go there. Actually, he's saying, go right now there. Yeah. But indirectly. All, all this Brahmar Gita is full of Parok which means indirect speech, especially in the context of the Love for Krishna, which is Madhurya Bhav. Romantic love is full of indirect speech because Krishna himself says in the Bhagavatam All the sages speak indirectly and I, Krishna, say I'm very fond of indirect speech. Suggested meaning. I don't like when things are said explicitly, clearly. I like crooked stuff, basically. When things are not said directly. And romanticism is full of this... So, since that pleases Krishna so much for Shirada only lives to please Krishna so she speaks her speech is full of this Paruk Shabbat mm-hmm. and we need to develop proper ears and eyes to catch that. Mm-hmm. And therefore Shirada is implying here this message about Krishna, this Harikatha, is very difficult to put aside. I mean it's so difficult, so impossible basically because ultimately it constitutes supreme goal of life. this is the glorification here Harikata. It's our ultimate goal of life. It's not just a means to a goal, but the goal itself. Mm-hmm. The Bhagavatam say, mm-hmm. Ni da viraman. And This Harikata is compared like, with a tonic, like a medicine. But also in Ayurveda, you have many medicines like ashwagandha or some mm-hmm. others, which you can take even when you are healthy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just when you are sick, take this. Mm-hmm. But when you are healthy, take this. So it's is like this. It's not take Harikata to get free from material life, but when you are liberated, you can continue drinking Harikata more and more and more and more. Hmm. One second, I have to, some technical detail here. So so this is the idea that Sri is establishing here. Harikata is the means and the goal. Hmm. Pakti. So this verse that we are that we saw last week constitute the type of Chitra Jalpa, remember, ten times of mad talk, called Abhijalpa. Abhijalpa. And Rupa Goswami defines each one of them in the Ushbal Nilamani. He says, when a lover indirectly states with remorse that her beloved is fit to be given up because he's so cruel that he tortures even the innocent birds, or because that person makes other people to act like birds, that's Abhijalpa. Birds, like he was, she was saying here in the verse. They end up leaving everything and come to Vrindavan begging like birds taking here and there. Which actually the commentators say, ultimately the birds are the hamsas, the paramahamsas, the great swans that take the essence of everything and live just sustained by Krishna. So it's a praise, again, in disguise. And we concluded our previous meeting, also to to make sure that we are not misreading Radha's bhaf for Krishna, and Krishna's bhaf for Radha, because when Radha criticizes Krishna, we may like be biased towards her and think oh that Christian is so cruel he's really a rascal all like this and no oh, he's suffering as uh, she's suffering in separation and you can also misread Shira and say oh she's criticizing Christian so much she actually doesn't love him no not like that so we tried to complement this by sharing some ideas from one book from Sri about that group called Prems and Put love locket ok <laughs> So I won't tell the whole story again, but basically Sri Krishna par- appearing in disguise as a heavenly damsel in front of Sri Rada and, and, and starting to abuse Krishna. Krishna himself in disguise saying, oh, you don't deserve that Krishna. You, are, you love him so much, but he's such a womanizer and playboy and rascal. He's leaving you all in the Rasalila. Then he left you alone. He doesn't love you. And you love him. Yeah. So Sri Rada said, no, 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 no. It's not like that. (laughs) And she starts to explain to Krishna, (laughs) without realizing he's Krishna, how Krishna loves her, and how she loves Krishna. So so really make it clear how both of them are really the same person, if you will, one soul in two bodies for the purpose of rasa. But the point is that Krishna, as a heavenly damsel, criticizes Radha, uh, Krishna, and is abusing Krishna, like Sri Radha is abusing Krishna here in the Brahma Gita. And she said, no, 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 it's not like that. <laughs> but she's saying that. <laughs> Only she can say that, if you will, mm-hmm. in a particular mood, if you will, in this context. Mm-hmm. So, eventually she starts to give a whole dissertation about the nature of love, and how it's impossible to define in theory, but you need the experience and the proximity with someone, with that experience, how love, as we spoke the other day, nourishes from obstacles, instead of becoming diluted. That's the nature of love how it's crooked, how it appears to be something while well, it is something else. Today we will continue with that. Especially between Radha and Krishna, it seems that's lust, No, It seems that it's some teenage romantic affair, but it's the purest, more like pure type of love.
1: Hmm?
0: But it disguises itself. That's the nature of love. It's crooked, it's indirect, and it's humble. So it doesn't present at all. I love you. <laughs> That's the nature of love. If you love someone, she rather says, you won't say I love you. For many reasons. One of them is again it's indirect. You won't be like I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Second, you won't feel the need to say that. Because if I tell you too many times I love you, you say why are you are telling that so many times to me? I mean you're trying to convince me about something. <laughs> and finally, because when you love someone I love you. You say I, still there is a sense of I. In real love, you lost, You are in self-forgetfulness. The sense of I and you as separate units, as my Guru will say, I and you became we. Mm-hmm. So real love won't allow for this type of speech to happen. And we see in this world, so many people say I love you, and after two weeks they are in, in, the, in the court, like dividing the properties and all this stuff. <laughs> so that happens also. So she concludes in this way, no? like describing all this and Krishna as the heavenly damsels, eventually Srirada, okay, if, if your love for Krishna is real and if his love for you is real, by the f- strength of your love, you will have to be able to make him appear in front of you now, mm-hmm. if you meditate in him only. <laughs> and Srirada says, oh, so that's a challenge. But uh, she tries, so she closes her eyes like a yogini and starts to pray to Surya Dev, it's Harista hmm? If I have, if I really love Krishna, so that they please make me him. Emo- and meanwhile, she's with the eye closed, praying. Krishna is taking off all the garments <laughs> of the family. dancer. <laughs> so when she opens her eyes, Krishna is yeah. there. Oh, <laughs> confirming your love is is real. So a brief summary. Again, it's a very beautiful work that I I really recommend you may you may study. Not so long, also in detail. So that's some. Not so brief recap from the last class we have. So today we are continuing with verse number 8 of this Brahmar Gita. Uh, so before going to the verse itself, I will...
1: <clears throat>
0: because between verses there is always some situation that connects one verse with the other. The bumblebee speaking. But actually the bumblebee that Chary has mentioned is not speaking. But Sri Radha in her deviant mad hears the bumblebee buzzing... And she interprets. He's saying this or that or that. And she replies to that so-called speech with the next verse and the next verse and the next verse. So Srila Srila Swami, the very ancient revered commentator of the Bhagavatam, in his commentary Bhavarta Dipika, he says that the, at this point, to what we say now, the bumblebee will reply. Or Shira will hear that the bumblebee is saying. But why do you speak like this? I mean, why are you are criticizing Krishna in this way? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you speak like this previously when you were enjoying along with Him in a secret place?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: In those moments, you were not saying all these abusive words. But why are you are speaking now like Him, like this? So, do, to this Shirada will reply in today's verse. Mm-hmm. So, I will read the verse in Sanskrit and also share then the translation. And I'm sharing here also in the chat. Uh, for those who will like. So, someone may share that in the, in the Facebook, Facebook streaming, please. So the verse says like this. VAYAM RITAMI VAJIM VYAHRITAM SRADADHANA KULIKAR TAMI BHAKNYA krishna badhu HARINYA DHADRI SURA SAKRID YETATANNA KASHPAR SATI <laughs> so Shirada says, replying to the bumblebee, if you will, faithfully taking his deceitful words as true, I mean, Krishna's words as true, we became just like the black deer's foolish wives who trust the cruel hunter's song. Thus, we repeatedly felt the sharp pain of lust caused by the touch of his nails. Oh, messenger, please, talk about something besides Krishna. Mm -hmm. So again, these are very esoteric sections of the Bhagavatam, very deep meaning, which seems to be something else. And we really need the revelation from our Purvacharyas to really unpack the content of this. But first, let's go a little bit to to the word by word meaning of this verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first line says again, Bayambritam Ritam Iva Jima Byaharitam Shraddha Adana. So Sriracha says Bayam. Bayam means we. So she's speaking in the name of, of the other gopis. So Bayambritam Ritam Iva Jima. So Ritam means true. Iva means us or like. And Jima Byaharitam. Jima means deceptive. And Byaharitam means speech. So his deceptive speech... We took it as if it were true, basically. Okay. Sraddhādhāna. Sraddhādhāna means trusting. We have that type of trust in Him. We thought that Krishna's words to us, now we will explain later which which type of words were true, while now we are realizing they were. it was full of deception. So again, try to bear in mind who is saying that and in which context. No? <laughs> Do not conclude like, oh yes, yeah, Krishna is a cheater. although I don't want to worship him. Yeah, no, try to really maintain the proper context of this. Second line says, kulita rutami bhagnya krishna harinya. So then comes some analogy to further illustrate Krishna's deceptiveness. Deceptiveness? Okay. Kulika means the hunter. Hunter. And rutam, kulika rutam. So rutam means... Uh, like the song, the song of the hunter. This is a classic analogy given by the gopis on many occasions. So, iva, Agnya. So, Iva, as if... So, a comparison is made. As if, not like the hunter. Agnya. Agnya means foolish. We, naive girls, innocent village people, uncivilized girls, we really didn't understand what's going on. Krishna, Bhadvo Harinya. So, Krishna, Bhat, Krishna is, refers to Krishna, but here it doesn't refer to Krishna. Krishna refers here to the black deer which receives the name Krishna, because Krishna also means black. If you go to a dictionary, sometimes Krishna will be translated as black. For us, it's much more than that, but she rather uses this idea also to abuse Krishna in this context. He's black outside, he's black inside. His heart is dark, deep dark. Some verses before, she, even, she was afraid of even mentioning the word sham or Krishna, black. See, I'm afraid of everything blackish. So she referred to Krishna two verses or three verses back, like asita, which means (laughs) 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 non-whitish. Which is a way of saying blackish, and which is a way of saying Krishna. But see, in in that particular Sanchari, every one of these verses are Sanchari Bhavs. Sanchari Bhavs means transitory ecstasies, Mm -hmm. which may take the form of abuse, fear, jealousy, envy, all this unbecoming stuff that we are told to transcend the sadhakas <laughs> but when our sadaka life makes full circle and we are there on the siddha platform we are like oh the things are here back again
1: <laughs> huh?
0: but all properly expressed in the context of lila so uh, krishna Badu baddu means the wife so the wives of the black deer
1: mm.
0: how do you say in English deer also the female deer yeah
1: how you call it male female deer Doe.
0: Doe. Doe is plural also Doughs. or does. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I don't want to put you in a complex situation with your mother tongue. <laughs> and Harinya. Harinya means the doe. So here is speaking about the two of them, no? So just like the black deer's foolish wife were attracted to the cruel hunter song. We were similarly attracted to, to the cruel hunter, the black hunter, Krishna. That Rishura's sakrit, third line. It had bra. So what happened? Mm? she said that we experience a secret means repeatedly a mm? tat this tat naka his tat naka nails mm? so that's the analogy with the arrow of the hunter mm. krishna's arrow arrow like nails mm? sparsa means the touch the contact of those nails tibra sharp mm? <laughs> so we, we we were similarly like pierced, as the black deer's hawaii by the hunter's arrow, we have similarly pierced by the contact of that black, whatever, hunter, called Krishna. <laughs> and the last line says, smara, rucha, pamantrim anya barta." So smara means lust, hmm? raja, rucha, sorry, means the pain. Hmm? So all this creates in us the pain of lust. So again, we will clarify this, because this mm-hmm. hmm? has lust, and which type in that case. <laughs> so then she directs to Bumblebee and says, Upamantrim. Upamantrim means messenger. Oh, messenger. anya Anyabharta. Vajnatam means please speak Anya. Anya means something oh. else, other. Hmm? Barta, topic. Hmm? Speak about something else, apart from Krishna. Because again, she's adding her, her madness. She's hearing... This bumblebee is speaking about Krishna at every moment. Well, it is only buzzing here and there. I try to understand she's speaking to the bumblebee as a messenger, while the actual messenger is Udava. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Uddhava is there witnessing all the situation. Until now, he was not able to open his mouth and say a single word yet. <laughs> He's totally speechless and fiberglassed and downfounded, like witnessing Shraddha's Mahabharata. Mm-hmm. He will deliver the message, but till now he's receiving a message. <laughs> so he's being schooled. He, read, he thought, I will school here. No, no, you enter for your PhD in Brad. He will receive his PhD here. So let's go to different commentators to this verse and trying to unpack its meaning. In order of seniority, there is something there on? Or this working? that some ampl- amplifier? The oh, okay, no problem.
1: Yeah, yes. No, no, no. If,
0: if it's the fridge, no problem. Okay. So we will continue, thank you. In order of seniority, first we will go to Sridhar Swami's commentary, and then we will go to Sanatan Goswami, and then we will go to Jiva Goswami, and finally we will go to Vishwanachakravartitaka. Of course, they will share similar points in between, and that's, that will be a way of going over and over to this verse. Mm-hmm. So let's go first to Srila Sridhar Swami. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he's, paraphr- he's saying basically that here implies that just as the doe, doe, just as the doe who are wives, so it seems it's plural, also, just as the doe who are wives of the black deer, being foolish, trust they trust the song. Now the song of the hunter, it, it imitates the deer. Somehow he's able to do that. So the doe's trust, oh, my husband is calling me basically. And that creates a whole parallel idea, because we will see now how also Sri will refer to Krishna's them, the gopis, as Krishna's wives, not like creating these ideas, we will see. So in the same way that the black, uh, the, the wives of the black deer follow the imitative the song, if you will, of the hunter, as it were true, believing it were true, and therefore the result is that they experience the pain being struck with his arrows, that was the result of being attracted by that song. In the same way, we trusted the song, also, but the words, part- particularly, of that crooked one. And we see that in this verse, generally, Shirada won't refer to Krishna directly, by name. But he will say, the non-whitish, the crooked one, he, who, and so on. <laughs> so we trust, we trusted those words, as if they were true. And of, of that hunter in, in previous verses that's interesting but in previous verses she rather say that the, she started to criticize Krishna in the context of criticizing his previous avatars she started to criticize Ramachandra Bamandev. but only to criticize Krishna basically he and his other previous descent she showed Samashwarya at that moment <laughs> to increase her Madhurya he, he killed the poor Bali not Bali Maharaj but Bali and the Ramayana shooting arrows from his bag the king of monkeys like a cruel hunter and he killed him. he was a king a monkey why you will kill a, a hunter is someone who kills an animal for eating his flesh and surviving but you cannot eat the flesh of a monkey so that type of killing is criticizable even by hunters
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that was done by krishna as ram and ram is known as maryada purushottam so, if, if, if the personification of Dharma behaves like this, what to speak of Krishna? i <laughs> <laughs> um, is Data, a very sober Dharmic hero. Krishna is Dira Lalita, just a carefree, playful lover. So, he's much more critici- worthy of criticism and so on. So, here's going back to the idea of the hunter you know, and saying, Krishna's even in his most Dharmic avatar. Even hunters criticize him. (laughs) So what does Big himself, as Krishna, and he's another type of hunter, as you can see. (laughs) So similarly, we have experienced this pain again and again, like the wives of the black deer. Hmm? And what is that pain? The acute torment that comes from lusty desires. Again, now we will clarify what this agitation refers to.
1: Hmm?
0: Caused by the contact with his fingernails. Hmm? So she said, please narrate some other topic. Hmm? So again, why lust
1: hmm? <laughs>
0: We say, we were doing this summary with the prem and put what tells to, to Krishna. Actually, Krishna has so much Prem, but his Prem is hiding in the form of lust, in the form of calm. Hmm? That's how love hides. Hmm? So the, the love of the gopis is called, how it's called? Rupa Goswami, how does Rupa Goswami call love the gopis? Yeah, second word. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good compliment. <laughs> kama rupa bhakti. Kama rupa bhakti, which means, I mean, not the gopis, the one of the gopis here. Yeah, kama rupa bhakti is the love of the gopis, which means something that rupa takes the form of, kama, and kama is generally translated as lust, like selfish desire. But again, it is taking the form of that. It is not that. Because the very definition of prem, of course, is the very opposite of last. priti balikam krishna driya priti So it is said say that uh, last is defined as being in love with your own senses, basically. And just trying to satisfy the Can you come closer? Because someone else is coming. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can have... And Prem is defined as living for Krishna's sense enjoyment. Kam is living for your own sense enjoyment. That's kam. And Prem is living for Krishna's sense enjoyment. So, Srirad is the very personification of living for Krishna's sense enjoyment. So, it cannot be calm. It's Prem. But it takes the form of kam. It's hiding the glory of prem tends to hide itself, especially the type of prem that Srirada has, which is parakia. Parakia means illicit, illegal, according to social norms, if you will, which increase the, the, the tension, the emotional dynamics of it. Hmm? The very word gopi comes from the verbal the bita, the the the, the 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 datu, which in Sanskrit gup, and gup has to do with gupta. Gupta means
1: hidden.
0: hidden. So gopi means constantly they are hiding, hiding their love. Because, again, in the dynamic of the lila, it is not something that can be expressed openly. Mm -hmm. So that creates another sense of intensity, dynamic union, separation, and so on. Mm -hmm. So, in this way, basically, the main difference between calm and prem is not the form it takes outside, outwardly, outwardly, but the inner motivation. (coughs) You follow? Because externally, it seems that Triradus Attraction to Krishna is out of, like, a teenage lady, a teenage boy, and that's all. Romeo and Juliet, or whatever (laughs) analogy you want to make in the West. But when you examine the inner motivation, you realize, oh my gosh, this is the highest degree of selflessness and self-forgetfulness in divine love and extreme sacrifice, and so many virtues are there. Mm -hmm. So again, externally they may seem the same. Internally, they're an ocean, there's an ocean of difference between the two and that requires from us internal vision therefore because if you only judge things by their external appearance you will be really misled I mean you you can read the Bhagavad, and and that's what happened I mean many people read the Bhagavatam and concluded you are worshipping a a, a, a perverted god or something like that <laughs> degraded personality he's dancing with so many ladies I think here in, in Eastern Europe was the situation right it was in Poland that one nun t- t- took the devotees to the court oh, yeah, yeah. you know the story I will tell it briefly for you to know you, you must know but this noun took the devotees to court saying you are worshipping a, a, a playboy god, basically. <laughs> uh, has 16,000 wives and, and he has lovers on top of that. <laughs> uh, and, and And, yeah. and to all this from the Bhagavatam, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and she presented all this quotes from the <laughs> Bhagavatam showing her <laughs> point for hours and eventually it the, 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 was the turn of the devotee to speak. And the devotee basically said I only have one question to, to present to the nun, and that's my whole testimony basically and he asked to the and everyone was like shocked because this lady spoke for hours he only had one question to present that was his whole presentation (laughs) so he asked to the nun do you have a a ring right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yes he said what's the meaning of the ring she was not replying (laughs) she was like (laughs) and the judge said please you have to reply the question what's the ring the ring means that I'm married with Jesus. So the Buddha says, I don't have anything else to say.
1: I mean, there,
0: there may be more than 60,000 nuns. So if, that, if that's the case, Jesus Christ is more than a, more of a playboy than Krishna. So we understand we, what does it mean, really, to be married with, to be in love with. It just doesn't mean just a mundane affair. That's the basic idea, no? So this is the, the, the meaning of Srila Sridhar Swami. We are sharing the purpose of the different acharyas in this verse of the Brahma Gita for those who came just now. It's a very high section of the Bhagavatam, so hopefully all of you survive. And for sure you will take some, some point, somehow or other. And if you don't survive, it's really auspicious to leave the body. <laughs> <laughs> Like Shriva Thakur said yesterday, oh, if you leave your body with Mahaprabhu's kirtan, oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> <More> suspicious. <laughs> so let's continue with Sanatan Goswami Pad Brihad Vaishnav Toshani, hmm? commentary. So he's paraphrasing Shirada and therefore showing the implications of her speech. So he says,
1: hmm?
0: or, or she says through him, basically, by hearing his pastimes, all this is connected with the previous, last two verses also, the gopis say, we experience great pain. Mm. what can be said again they are saying this in the madness of separation it's not that do not hear about that it's a pain of love and as we mentioned as we were speaking today with Krishna Karnam when you love you suffer also but you suffer in the context of love it's a, a, a whole different constellation of material suffering so for us it's not about stop suffering we say today in the morning but learning to suffer learning to suffer finding purpose and for sure, Shirada is finding purpose. Mm-hmm. The word purpose in, Indian, in, in Sanskrit can be translated artha, mm-hmm. or prayojan also
1: sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. So, prayojan, panchama, purushartha, the highest level of purpose is discovered in love. So when you love, you you discover the ultimate purpose of everything. So your suffering is in the context of the greatest mega ultra super purpose <laughs> So it's worthy experiencing it's not just I have to avoid that but actually it's desirable because so much purpose is being drawn from that and that applies for us as sadhakas no? that we sometimes we stop we want just to stop suffering but we don't want to learn from the suffering so so, so many deep lessons here hmm? so <clears throat> Sanatan Goswami Prabhu continues what can be said paraphrasing Sirada by his false words false words, we have experienced great suffering, believing his false words to be true, We, suitable for the black person, were like wives of the black deer. Again, Krishna Dwa, Krishna refers here to the to the black deer. <clears throat> Krishna Sara sometimes called also.
1: <clears throat>
0: and remember, she said before in previous verses, Alama Sita Sakai, no? enough of friendship with that non whitish person. Something like that. <clears throat> whoever needs to come here, no problem. And then she continues through Sanatan Goswami. <clears throat> Please bear with me. Because we were ignorant previously being his wives, so interestingly the gopis here speak in terms of considering themselves their wives, not because they were officially married with Krishna, but that's the... I mean, they are, they are, they are in Swakiya with Krishna, in Tatva. In Bhava is Parakiya. In Tatva, it's Swakya. We never hear the term Parakya Tatva. It doesn't exist. <laughs> because in Tatva,
1: they
0: belong, in fact, they belong to one another. Mm-hmm. Swakiya means to belong mm-hmm. to one another. So they belong to one another. There are in Tatva. That's what Jiva Goswami presented Radha and Krishna link in the context of Swakya. But in Bhava, what it feels like, Parakya, oh, I belong to someone else. Mm. I be managed over there brother, so-called husband. And so. so that creates this whole tension and dynamic. So she says, we, we, we thought that we were his wives. We felt like this. That was our experience with him. But eventually we experienced great pain by contact with him. We believe the words of your cheating friend. Remember, she's speaking to the bumblebee, taking the bumblebee as a representative of Krishna. So we believe the words of your cheating friend to be true. He said words like, I will come back remember when Krishna departed from Mathura he I will return in some few days two, three days now some considerable months have passed and also then he sent another message with some messenger being in Mathura I will return eventually to to see my relatives and so on many messages like this which are actually the, which keep the gopis and all the Vrajavas alive in separation from Krishna the only little like thread that keeps them alive, their prana flowing in their nostrils, is this promise of Krishna, I will return. That's the only, because they think, if Krishna returns, and we have died, he won't be happy with that, that won't please Krishna. So somehow or other, we have to struggle to remain alive, for his pleasure. <laughs> That's a consideration. If it's for me, I will have died, after one second Krishna departed, they would say. But since he said he will come, and we still believe him, even though he's a cheater, somehow, we have that hope he will return. So we somehow we have to manage to remain alive, to struggle to keep... I mean, again, this is, a, this is important to understand. When you love someone, that's how you will feel. For us, it may sound like weird and extreme, like you're struggling to remain alive. Maybe you have some dysfunctional emotionality there, some depra- depression crisis you want to commit to. It's not because of that. Because you love someone so much that you cannot just keep your life without that person, <laughs> so this section is speaking to us is a portal to this ultimate goal of life. So somehow we are maintaining our life with the hope that he will return. So please speak about something else. The Bhagavans say that also that I antyakriyacena pratyaga manasandisar The Brajavas, and especially the gopis they are struggling really hard to remain alive. Basically, that's their daily situation. What are you doing today? I'm trying to remain alive.
1: <laughs>
0: they and struggling so hard. The pran wants to live. There are many poetic descriptions of this, but they want to live. there and they are trying to because yeah, their pran is with their pran not with their praneshwar. Krishna is their praneshwar. He's the lord of their pran, the lord of not only their breathing, as we say, but they, as I say, sighing. <sighs> when you are in love, you don't breathe. You sigh.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you don't no longer breathe normally. It's uh, like, normal. so their pran tries to go with their pranesha, so they're trying to keep it back basically. Hmm? Hmm. So, <clears throat> so Sanatan Goswami concludes his commentary saying, holding her chest with both hands in pain, for a moment being bewildered, Sri Rada falls on the ground. That is indicated by the word "etat." Etat means this, and this means to this pain, this pain and feeling. So when she says this pain, she indicates that by putting the two hands on her chest and collapses and, and, and faints, basically, after saying these words after finishing these words. So you can imagine no, Oda, how it witnessing witnessing all this and really what's, I mean, he doesn't understand what's going on. But he kind of understands something is going on, something unique, something that I... Mm. I mean, I'm starting to know Krishna from another perspective now. Because he thought he knew Krishna. I'm so close to him. I'm his minister, his great friend, great devotee. He had this ego, if you will. <laughs> and now he's realizing, I don't have a clue who Krishna is. Here I'm finding Krishna, discovering Krishna in Krishna Prem. In this type of Krishna Prem... I'm finding another Krishna. He has Krishna Prem. His Krishna Prem showed him a type of Krishna. Now he's discovering another Krishna Prem which shows another Krishna, a deeper Krishna because the deeper Krishna Prem is there. (laughs) Are you ready for more? Yes. Yes. Okay. You are courageous personalities. So let's continue with Srila Jiva Goswami's commentary Mm -hmm. which he has many commentaries interesting. He has the Lagubhashnaptoshini he has the crowns and dharma. And he has the Gopal Shampoo, which is, again, some way, another nar- narrative of the Bhagavatam. So, similarly to Sridhar Swami's idea, Sri mm? Jiva Goswami Prabhupada suggests that Sri Radha is hearing the bee, the bumblebee, saying to her, why do you say that Krishna is a danger to dharma? Basically. Why are you are attacking him in that way? Previously you met with him alone, and you did not say those things that you are saying now today. Why then? Or Jiva Goswami says, maybe the bumblebee is suggesting, oh lady, first hear the message from your lover, and then consider what to say, how to act. Then you can become angry if you want. Do not become angry in advance, basically. (laughs) So Shirada will reply with this verse, showing, I have very good reasons to become angry. (laughs) It's not in advance. Already something happened for me to be like this. So, according to Sri Jiva, Shri Mati is saying, for us, truth is not just imagination. I mean, she implies, what I'm saying is not just my fantasy. It is based on pratyaksha. direct experience. I've experienced all the things I'm saying. I'm speaking with, I walk in the talk, basically. <laughs> it's based on perception in, in the present, what I'm feeling now, and what has actually occurred in the past. So I'm speaking with this type of background. Hmm. First, we took his words as remarkable. We took Krishna's great personality, as you do, Bumblebee. You consider your friend as a grand personality. You took him very seriously. We, did, we committed the same mistake, basically. <laughs> but later we realized that those words were like the song of the cruel hunter. There's no truth whatsoever there. It seems true, but only some killing is hidden behind that, some very, like, obscure, dark intention. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he said those words to us. No? He said to us, I cannot repay my debt to you. Mm-hmm. And of course, Krishna means that. I mean, she rather saying, like, he's a liar. But we don't know, Krishna really meant that. And then as Mahaprabhu, he tried to, to walk the talk also. <laughs> he said those things as Krishna, and then as Mahaprabhu, as we explained some weeks back, He took sannyas. The gopis left all their family ties, all society. Krishna's Mahaprabhu, he's leaving Nadia, Sachi, Vishnu Priya, and accepting sannyas. The inner meaning of Mahaprabhu's sannyas is part of his attempt to reciprocate with the gopis. There's an inner meaning to Mahaprabhu's sannyas. There's an external meaning, which is more connected with, okay, people will take me seriously, but the inner meaning is, gopis will take me seriously. (laughs) So, I have to, uh, he renounced everything and, where this color that is connected with, with Radha's bath, because Radha has the kunkum on her chest, and her tears of separation fall like torrents, and when tears fall on the kunkum, they mix together and they create this color called saffron. So Mahaprabhu dressed himself in the color of radha bhav in separation from Krishna.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, here Sri Radha in the Sancharivabh of criticizing Krishna, say, oh, he told us, I will come back I, I cannot repay my love for you. He has promised all this stuff count, countless times. And we have believed him countless times. What to do? <laughs> because we were, we, we have this confidence. Great persons speak always the truth. So we consider Krishna as a great person. And so sometimes he deviated from his word and do some other stuff. Still we had been in him for some period of time. But eventually, ev- eventually things happen to be differently. And we are feeling very sharp pain because of contact with previous contact with his nails. Some scars were there. Hmm. Some scars, some scars as well. <laughs> hmm. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Because in illusion we thought we were his wives. He was treating us as such. We believed him, but eventually here we are, there he is. Hmm. He left us. He's with another lady in Matura and so on. Hmm. But we were attracted to him. Hmm. Joyful when he wore his forest dress, we were eager to meet him, but realizing the touch of his sharp nails, also called hand thorns, to be arrows, we experienced only pain and not happiness in that love. This happened because we were foolish. Oh, bumblebee, I swear the contact of, with his limbs did not appear in my mind, she says. Which is a lie, of course. <laughs> She's full of Krishna, Krishna Mai. But in this ecstasy, she I'm not thinking about it, <laughs> but she cannot but. <laughs> no, and Srila Jeeva Goswami here said that there is some incongruity of the verbal expression here in regarding metrical reasons, which technically speaking is a mistake, but since that expression helps to uh, highlight Tirada's emotional disposition, that's considered alankara, an ornament. There are many verses like in the Bhagavad Gita, similar when Arjuna sees the universal form and he's full of fear. There are some in some of the verses there are metrical irregularities, but they serve to illustrate the mood in which Arjuna is. So they are considered a type of alankar. There are many types of alankar. Hmm? So they they show the they convey the, the particular bhava hmm? So this is similar. Jiva Goswami said, due to mud to divine madness. She's pronouncing wrongly the verse, if you will, something like this. Mm-hmm. But that's the highest type of ornament. Mm-hmm. Shirada continues through the pen of Srila Jeeva Goswami with the analogy again of the deer and the hunter. So the deer is hearing the sound of the hunter and he thinks that it's truly favorable for them. Again, the, 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 doe, the doe hears the, Oh, my husband is calling me. I'm going for the meeting. So it's not dangerous. There's no danger in plague. He will think. She will think. But then experiences sharp arrows piercing their hearts. So try to follow the analogy. I mean, just as we experience the pain of love from his nails, we remember his touch and we are suffering. Not because the touch is suffering, but because we are in separation from him. That's actually the meaning here. All this has to do with is not with us. Mm-hmm. We, long, we long for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then Sri says, according to Sri Jiva, I infer, infer, infer
1: mm-hmm.
0: from the inner pain that the touch of his nails is actually poisonous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is some poison in the tip of his fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the bumblebee, according to Sri Lajiva Goswami, will say here, but all of you gopis are a very respectable women and you are comparing yourself with animals. That's not so befitting so animals become food for men generally. So how can you compare yourself to the deer or to the doe? So, Anjibosan says that Shirada considers the, bee, the 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 doe to be fi- favorable to to her, like to be part of the same group basically, like to em- feel some empathy. We have we are going through the same experience, so she's with us basically, something like this. So Shirada includes the doe in in her group basically in this way, praising them as the wives of. The black deer, which also says to me, means the wives of Krishna, remember, Krishna Bhadva. Krishna means the black deer as well.
1: <clears throat>
0: and also, interestingly, interesting, Silajiva Goswami also describes the meaning of the word upamantrim, generally translated as messenger, but also upamantrim can, can mean, um, how is the word, buffoon, buffoon, buffoon? In the Bhagavatam, that's appearing in the 19th verse of 17, se- chapter 70 of the 10th canto, the word Muppa Mantra is used for a buffoon. You
1: know?
0: So, Jiva Goswami takes the, the idea of that Sri will refer to the bumblebee as a buffoon here. or you know? oh, jester, jester. So, she's saying, according to Srila Jiva Goswami, to the bumblebee, Oh, jester, by your buffoon methods, you are a learned buffoon. You know, she's speaking sarcastically. Give up joking. Give up some other news. Give some other news, sorry. Whatever knowledge you teach, learn from him, is not new. Any knowledge other than knowledge that of him does not give us fear. But knowledge of him, we are fearful of that non-whitish personality. Mm-hmm. Show mercy to me and talk about someone else. Something else. Which again, it's not that she wants to speak about something. She cannot but... <laughs> speak about Krishna and hear about Krishna she's a very personification of Krishna Kirtan and Harikata but in the ecstasy of separation seems she wants to hear about something else so end of the commentary still alive for Vishwana Takur Sarartha Darshini that's yeah. special intense always if you know yeah. that one <laughs> hmm. okay so Sri Vishwanath Chakrabartipa starts his Sarartha Darshini uh, again, going back to the beginning, to the previous of the verse on the bumblebees, saying something according to Srirada's ears, the bumblebees say, why did such intelligent ladies as you establish friendship with such a person as Krishna? Like implying, you are criticizing him that so much. Why are you establishing friendship with him? If he is so worthy of criticism. To, to this, Srirada replied, according to Srila Vishwana. well, we were so foolish to accept as true such lying words, such as the words he pronounced, Napari Hamnira, again, this word, Napari Hamnira, I cannot repay my love to you. Hmm? This is just like the wives of the black deer, who by having faith in the song of the hunter, see the result of his song by feeling the striking of his arrow. That's the result of following the song, following those words. And similarly, we are experiencing the sharp pangs of last quote unquote <laughs> because of the touch of Krishna's knock our fingernails mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: then she continues to Vishwanath Chakravarti path we have been extremely foolish since even after once seeing its consequence we repeatedly trusted Krishna and had to again experience the result mm-hmm. so this sounds like us tr- learning through suffering More Like I know this is not good but this time it will be better <laughs> that's right Oh, no, it's the
1: same. (laughs) It's even worse.
0: But after some minutes... But I don't know why some hope is coming in my heart. This time will be better. Okay. So it seems that she's speaking like an ordinary human being, learning through having to go through certain things, to learn through suffering. As the saying goes, two ways of learning, hearing or suffering. (laughs) Hearing from the proper source or suffering. But again, remember, this is Aprakrita. This is not mundane. It seems mundane, but it's super transcendental. That's Aprakrita. Seems mundane, but it's beyond by But she speaks from that vantage point, from that humility. I'm an ordinary cowherd girl. While actually she's the supreme goddess, basically. So she continues, basically... We trust his song, again, and experience this result, and this applies to the doe as well as to ourselves, who in both cases had to suffer repeatedly a distressful condition because of this call he made to us. Therefore, O oh jester, again, he goes back, we should not taking up a mantra, but jester. So she rather chastises the bumblebee in the context of this, and Udav, by extension, Udav at this point is like, I mean, is she speaking to me, or... Because mm-hmm. for Udab, the bumblebee is not speaking. I mean, only Shirat is hearing the bumblebee speaking. <laughs> but Udab is like, all the things that she's saying to the bumblebee perfectly apply to me. Because I'm the messenger here. So, is she insulting me? Or the Bumble. I mean, first of all, he's bewildered by hearing her insulting Krishna, who is Udab's master. I mean, his devotion for Krishna is not in the context of bullying. With him. (laughs) But she's discovering, oh, they're insulting Krishna in (laughs) Vrindavan. But at the same time, it's not an ordinary insult. The more they insult him, the more they love him. How this works. And in the context of all that, all the things actually are being said regarding Krishna, but also sometimes to me or to bumblebee. But she speaks to the bumblebee if the bumblebee is speaking, but I don't hear the bumblebee speaking. What's going on? So Udab at this point is short-circuiting, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, this section also is called Udab Sandesh, mm-hmm. or the message of Uda, but also can be called Udab's short-circuiting. Yeah, that's another extra-official name of this section. Mm-hmm. Or Udab's PhD. He's actually receiving his post <laughs> mm-hmm. instruction here. Mm-hmm. So sh- here Shirada says, "Oh, jester upamantrim, therefore, speak of other things which will make us happy for news about Krishna simply makes us suffer. If you don't have any other subject to speak about, then leave this place right now. <laughs> and this will be connected to the next verse. We won't be speaking that today, but in the next verse, I'll just give you the trailer. We will speak about next Monday. The bumblebee starts to fly somewhere else, mm-hmm. but not because she rather say that, but just starts to fly like a bumblebee. It's <laughs> not on the same place Oh, But she rather connects, oh, she's flying because I say this, He's now going and telling Krishna all the things. that. So she, her mood changes suddenly. Oh, yes. I, we won't go there now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> but let me share some concluding words today. Uh, remember, each one of these verses of the Brahma Gita constitute one type of Chitra Jalpa. Chitra Jalpa means, again, colorful. Chitra means color. Colorful talks, but also map talks, because they are colorful in the context of Prem. So... This is the type of Chitrajalpa called ajalpa. Ajalpa. And how is ajalpa defined by Shilarupa Goswami? He says, A statement spoken in disgust, describing how the male lover is deceitful and brings one misery, and that one should stop talking about him and talk about something more pleasant instead, that's known as ajalpa. In other words, other things give happiness, whereas he's, he gives grief. So that's the type of mad talk we are finding in this particular verse. And generally, we're also closing <coughs> our study by quoting one poeticized Bengali verse that Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati made of each one of these verses. But I will just quote the, the English translation of that. Sorry, I was not able to poeticize in English. So, and It's another way of rereading the verse one more time before closing. He says, O messenger, <clears throat> says, Just like a foolish bird, believing in the sweet songs of the hunter gets pierced in the heart and suffers all kinds of miseries. Similarly, we believed in Krishna's words I have suffered great agony. The, cha- the touch of Krishna's nails invokes a sharp pain of lust. It drags me down. Please talk of something else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So some classes back also in connection to, to Krishna's nails. We, we also quoted the Hamsaduta, which is a poem written by Rupa Goswami. Or well, Lalita Saki is sending a message to Krishna in Mathura through a swam, mm-hmm. Hamsa Dutta means Dutta's is messenger and Hamsa means Swah. Hamsa. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the Hamsaduta, Dutta Lalita Saki with, with her classical mood she will chastise Krishna <laughs> and compare him with all the Das avatars. You know, Matsya, mm-hmm. Kurma we shared that some months ago also. So when Nisrim Hadev comes the term for Nisrim Hadev comes Lalita will speak to Krishna oh she says, <laughs> no, Hadeb has descended in this world in Satya Yuga many ages back, but it seems that still <laughs> his nature remains with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Because just as Hadeb became partial towards Pralad and tore apart Iranya Kasipu's chest with his nails, in the same way, mm-hmm. you have became partial to Akruda, who took yeah. you out of Raj. And tore apart the test of all the ladies in Braj. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although he is Akrura. yeah, it's that's a, that's part of the paradox there. <clears throat> so, Nishrim Bhagavan ki Sometimes that's how the Gopis will refer to Nishrimha basically. <laughs> Instead of asking for protection, just to have a good reason for. <clears throat> <clears throat> so again, here we have. Let me share some words of conclusion. We also try to share those, always. Here we have Srirada seeing Udab somehow, but not seeing Uddhap at the same time. Like speaking to a bumblebee like a smat, calling, call, calling the bumblebee or Uda through the bumblebee like a bogus, bogus, bogus messenger of a bogus master, if you will. Hmm? But again, saying all this to the bumblebee who is actually not speaking, is just like a bumblebee, doing what a bumblebee does, basically, like buzzing.
1: Hmm? <laughs>
0: uh, and, 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 I mean, as the bumblebee does not speak, at this point Udava cannot speak. He's totally like speechless. Like, what's this? This is his second day in Brindavan only. <laughs> Remember, Krishna sent him to Vrindavan, please send a message to the brajavasis and confirm my love for them. So he arrives there on the evening, when he arrives on the evening, he immediately enters into the house of Nanda and Yashoda and passes the whole night witnessing the Durbasalevab in separation from Krishna and being totally overwhelmed, trying to convince them, "Your son, you are so fortunate your son is God, you have parental affection for God, Nanda Maharaj looking at Buddha saying I heard that you were a wise person (laughs) but now you speak this nonsense and realize you're total foolish (laughs) you say my son is God that's totally absurd how can he be God I know God (laughs) Narayan. he's Shanti Purusha he's the personification of peacefulness he never lies Hmm? he's always stable I know Krishna he said he lies he steals he's unstable he has so many desires (laughs) Ananda doesn't know his playboy side yet. No, so that, that's on top of that. So Uda is totally like, what? What can I say? How can I? I gotta tell them to stop lamenting because they are lamenting for Krishna law. love. So that's his first night. He, he cannot sleep the whole night. And after such dose, such shock, he goes in the morning and finds the gopis. And this is going on now witnessing Nisutand. His first, of, not even the first day of Buddha there. So you can imagine how. And we will see what happens after he's staying there. Hmm? So, again, here we are witnessing Vipralamba. Vipralamba means love and separation. This is a very esoteric topic. So, again, as I mentioned in the beginning, now some new guests have come. I don't know how much uh, these topics are... uh, You are familiar with these topics, so I beg forgiveness. Some of them go really above your head because they are very deep esoteric thematic topics. Which describe love and separation. Again, which seems something... Um, undesirable if you will but actually for us in our tradition separate. to begin with we will say I mean you want to experience the joy of union in love and someone will say yes hopefully <laughs> so the next point is but for experiencing the joy of union you need separation because if you never are separated how can you speak of union if you are always with the person <laughs> There's no union per se. Union means there was no union before. You follow? So separation has that role to play, to nourish. On one level, one can say, yeah, without separation, union cannot be nourished. That's on one level. But still in that platform, separation is seen as subordinate to union. But actually for us, that's not like that. Which Chakrabarti Thakur comments on this line, which is from the Ujbal Nilamani. So he says, at this point, one may ask, if separation simply nourishes the union, hmm, then it should be counted just as a mere as a mere limb of some bulk, of union, of the rasa of union. But generally, separation is considered as a separate rasa altogether.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: So, it is, what, what it is, and why it is called why it is called rasa? Well, it, it gives so much pain, overtly at least. It seems they are suffering so much. We say, I don't want to suffer. <laughs> generally, we don't want to suffer we were told, chant Hare Krishna, be happy. <laughs> Do not try to say that to rather here. <laughs> but the point is, here in separation, there is what we may call a paradoxical uh, joy. You know? Externally, it seems pain. Jalaha, Krishna, Prema, Buddha The outstanding, astonishing qualities of love, It, in separation especially, outside it may seem like poison, but inside it's like sweet honey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nectar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Vishwanathya Thakur says, when the Nayak and the Nayaka, the hero and the heroine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in separation, <clears throat> go through the different stages of separation, in prem, all this in prem, of course, they experience each other in separation, in every single sense, mm-hmm. mentally, visually, mm-hmm. physically even, although there are separations, <laughs> there is physical, mental, visual experience of the beloved, in separation, what we call is union in separation. Mm-hmm. So in that separation, they respectively, he say, they will embrace, they will un- unite with each other, and so on. And he concludes saying, this astonishes them so much that their separation, during which will this all occurs, can even be called punjamaya, which means an abundance of union so he said separation can be called an abundance of union there is a type of union in separation so that's called and, and on top of that that is the different nuanced opinions of our acharyas. some acharya say separation is better than union there's one verse by Rupa Goswami Padiaboli 240 he says separation is better than meeting why? why? it sounds masochist but there is no masochism here why? The
1: kings
0: are stronger. Yeah, yeah. But there's one point that he makes here, interestingly, in this connection. Because in, when in union there is one Krishna, mm-hmm. separation there are many Krishna. Yeah, exactly. So that's a, this comes from this verse, which is originally from Sahitya Darpana, and, and Rupa Goswami has his own version. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you are united with your beloved, you see that person. One person. I mean, when Radha is united with Krishna, she sees one Krishna. When she's in separation from Krishna, she sees thousands of Krishna. Everything yeah, is Krishna. Yeah. Everything becomes... Every Shima reminds her of Krishna. It's like augment, augmentation, upgraded version of, of union. It's a form of union. And that's what we find in our... There's a relishment in separation. That's the point in itself also. We, we see that even in, in our Goswami, for example, the last, very last verse of the... Of the Sat Goswami Astaka, and describe how the Goswamis were not in Vrindavan just asserting, I saw Krishna, I am with Krishna, union, union, union. No, the opposite. And here are the Brajati Viki like this, Chalaliti Hinanda Suno. Where are you, Krishna? Where is Srirada? Where is Lalita? Where are you? Where, where, where? And crying and rolling on the ground. And that, that, that was their Brajamandal Parikram. It's not like okay, now we will walk some kilometers, let's take the bus. No, they were just rolling on the ground and crying <laughs> and reaching the different <laughs> stalls. So do not be concerned about fancy clothes in that in those type of parikrams. You will just like the Braja Raj will be your your constant Abhishek. Govardhana, where is Govardhana? Where is the Jamuna? Where is Krishna? That's the very last verse of Sadgoswamiastaga. Just crying in separation. And again, externally it seems I don't want that. <laughs> I, I, I had suffered so much. And these people say that this is the best thing possible for eternity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I knew one person like that. He joined the Vaishnavism and he misunderstood all this stuff. So he said, oh no, no, I, I don't want that. And he became a Buddhist. <laughs> no suffering. No Nirvana. <laughs> No more suffering, no, no more I anything. See no, I no, <laughs> no self.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, but if you understand, that we spoke again, this is not suffering as we know it. Because we suffer generally because what? Because we don't find purpose in suffering. Even on the material platform or our present situation, when we suffer, it's not we are suffering because of what we think we are suffering. We are suffering because we are not finding purpose. In that particular situation, we are not finding the purpose in suffering, and that's yeah. giving suffering the lack of purpose. Only lack of purpose gives suffering, the undesirable suffering. But when you love, I mean, full purpose is there. So even if, if it takes the form of suffering, there's purpose. So there's no real suffering as we think it. I mean, actually, real suffering is this one. <laughs> Our suffering is just phantasmagoria or something. So actually, this suffering is an expression of full bliss. Mm. This suffering. It's another phase of ecstasy, of full bliss. Mm. It's, it's paradoxical, but it works like this. In this world, it works the opposite, mm. basically. Mm. The so-called bliss in this world is actual suffering. Oh no, you know that. Everyone is running after so-called bliss. What's the end result of that? There's no Ananda. <laughs> Sometimes it's called Jada Ananda. Jada means Inert. Mm-hmm. The Ananda, the blissful, the bliss, the bliss, finding the inert stuff, it's like oxymoron, basically. <laughs> and here, the so-called suffering is bliss. so It works like this. So in this way, in order to to pass, uh, you have some few minutes more, with your permission. I would like to share some some ideas that also I, I received recently in contact with, with one friend of mine. So in order to pass the, this test of the Brahma Gita, it's a whole test that you listen to this kata, and you really, I mean, survive that and pass it properly, you had over and over to recalibrate what's going on here, actually. Uh, and especially considering this reality of bad, indirect speech. It seems something, but it's something else. It seems something, but it's something else. Mm-hmm. For example, here, Srirad is referring to Krishna as basically a womanizer. In Sanskrit, the term for that is Lampata. Mm -hmm. Mahaprabhu uses that that term in the last verse of Sikshastaka also. Lampata. You understand the word womanizer? Yeah. Yeah. Like playboy? Mm -hmm. Basically. Deboche also. Mm -hmm. So it seems like, okay, he's, I mean, criticizing him. That's not a praise. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. But actually it's Praise. The other day was reading one verse in Radharasa Sudanidi, verse two hundred and thirty three. And there she's calling she's referring to Krishna's Lampata Mani, which means the Crest jewel mm-hmm. of all devotees.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And why Crest jewel? Because his debauchery no
1: yeah. is
0: yeah. most charming actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's most glorious and sacred. Now, as, as we we're mentioning Prem Samput today, verse 56 of Prem Samput, Sri mentions how charming is Krishna's mm-hmm. devoutary, if you will. And she says, let me share that with you. She says, speaking to, remember, Krishna disguised as a heavenly damsel. She says, oh, Saki. Throughout speaking to the heavenly damsel, Krishna. Because of its, uh, of, of its debauchery, this love makes my beloved fresh at every moment. And its savior is very intoxicated indeed. It delights the three worlds like a stream of nectar, but it also burns like the sun at the time of universal destruction. So first she makes this clear. It's so intoxicated, so So sweet. Because it's in the context of Prem. Mm -hmm. Remember? (laughs) And she gives these two examples, like the cool, soothing moon rays. In Union, it creates this effect. But in separation, it's like this scorching... Rays of the sun burning and burning. Mm-hmm. Forest fire. We are in the forest fire of samsara. She is in the forest <laughs> fire of samsara. Samsara also means full essence. samsara mm-hmm. means essence and sam means complete. So mm-hmm. she's in, in a samsara of her own, which is, it includes a forest fire as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So sometimes this premise compare like a blending of nectar and poison. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It creates somebody
0: but it's too sweet to stop drinking. But it's killing me, killing me in separation, but it's too sweet to stop drinking. And also, of course, we could say, as, as, there is some saying in English, they say like, as above, how is it? As below? As above, so below. As below. above, so below. So similarly, we could say, in one sense, whatever we find here, <clears throat> and becoming, as we mentioned before, like envy, jealousy, all this stuff that the saddak has had to transcend, Resistance, we are, no? Resistance, opposition towards Krishna. We find that in Srirada. In its perfect form. For the pleasure of Krishna. For example, and with this I, I will try to close. I will try. <laughs> <laughs> so this is man. So this is man. There's, there's four types of separation. Here Srirada is, you have uh, Purvaraka, uh, Man, Prabhas, and Prima chitya. So, here she's experiencing Sudura Prabhas. Prabhas means separation where the beloveds are dis- distanced by, f- by geographical distance mm-hmm. for a long time. Purvarag means the separation you feel before the official meeting with the beloved for the first time. But you have seen him, heard about him, and you fell in love with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That happens with Srirada in the unfolding of the earthly lila. She hears for, for, about Krishna. for the. Oh first, she, she sells a picture of Krishna. For the first time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's over. <laughs> so that's called Purboraak. There's no first official meeting yet, but
1: hmm,
0: the following. Uh, Prem by cheat is another unique type of separation. I, I won't go there, but it's like anticipating the separation even in union. Mm-hmm. And man, so Gita is pravas, which is Krishna's in another distant land. But man means when Shirada gets angry with Krishna, sometimes with good reason. Mm-hmm sometimes without. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hetu to I it says. I just say it like this, I'm not creating the idea. <laughs> also, but this man represents, she becomes angry with Krishna, and she's denied, she's in, resists, in opposition towards meeting with Krishna. But with a pur- particular purpose of increasing the experience of Rasa, it's not that in every single sense she doesn't want to speak about it, it's just for nourishing the particular experience. Hmm? So that's, on one side we have this, again, we have resistance toward Krishna, but that's not pleasurable to Krishna. When, but Shirat expresses resistance, that's in the context of nourishing the lila. Mm-hmm. So, there is one concept in this connection, and with this, I promise I will close. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have to break my promise. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Vrajabilas Tava of, uh, of uh, Das Goswami, there is one verse which describes yoga maya so yoga maya is the the main, how to say facilitator in the whole Krishna Lila organizing everything so she's the guru of everyone there in Braj so there's one expression there which says uh, man avisarotsava so it's man means again resistance and avisar means the opposite of resistance Sirat is running for meeting with Krishna avisar sometimes is translated as love journey no? when i don't know krishna plays the flute and surada just is running behind the sound she's not there yet but she's on her way that journey is called Abhisar we are in our own type of Abhisar no? love journey if you will but she 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 represents that so the dynamics in vrindavan in connection with yoga maya is man Abhisar Utsava Utsava means festival so it's a, there is a festival of resistance and love journey like a way of saying union and separation also, basically. Hmm? Or, or rejection, rejection you say? Yeah. And, and search. Mm-hmm. I'm searching for, I don't want to see you.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, in
0: Manashera, will say, I don't want to see the face of that black snake, basically. Mm-hmm. And she will tell all her sages and manjari, you just step on the door, and if he shows his face, you know what to do already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the manjari say, I have to follow the orders. No Krishna will fall to the floor please give me allowance entry into the kunja no no if I do that I mean I will be me myself will be kicked out from, kicked out from the kunja so like this so one one friend of mine he defined this interestingly he said like I will read it literally this this twin polarity like the, the energetic polarity of love which alternately repels and attracts that's the idea of man and abisar repelling attraction Repelling attraction. Thank you. <laughs> like twin polar. Ad infinitum. Without stop. Forever. And So man refers to this contra- like resistance, basically. So when this man arises, in shirada, for example, nothing will change that. I mean, no matter what Krishna says, shirada is in man. No? She's manini. just called like that. So, until its purpose is nourished, is fulfilled, basically, the purpose of that particular man, mood is f- proposed, nobody will be able to calm her down, if you will, because it has a purpose to attain. Hmm? And then, when it is attained, because the, the attraction of Abhisar, of this love journey, the magnetic attraction of that will come, and nothing can stop that, either. <laughs> nothing... Nobody can stop Sri Radha in man. Nobody can stop Sri Radha when she goes running after Krishna. Mm-hmm. But each one of those two moments have to reach their proper point of maturity, if you will, to, to have a purpose. There's, let's share a practical example like this. No? For example, Sri Radha, again, is in man. She doesn't want to see Krishna. She doesn't want to hear about Krishna. Again, in the context of thickening her love for Krishna, actually. So her is, her personal servants, they won't contradict that mood. They won't try like to break that, instead, because they know this has a purpose to them. So they will witness how that matures and unfolds until it gets its purpose. Even they will encourage her in that connection, like to nourish that particular mood until the time of the resistance process, resistance process, has like ripened. Okay, it ha- it had it, it, its purpose is fulfilled now. Hmm? It has some mysterious purpose to f- fulfill, we could say. Hmm? And then again, when that happens, when the purpose was fulfilled, that's a moment to step forward and invoke what's called manavanga, which is the breaking of that, ma- of that man, of that particular mood. Hmm?
1: Hmm?
0: And that will give way to the other, Abhisar, to the love journey, to Shirada, wanting to run and, and meet Krishna immediately. Hmm? But it's also, this is say that there is a very specific moment that one has to do that, to intervene, you say intervene, Mm -hmm. with proper consideration, because, for example, if Shirada delays a second (laughs) in breaking her man at the proper moment and reaching Krishna, Krishna will die in separation from her. (laughs) Because meanwhile, she's a man in resistance, Krishna's suffering so much, suffering so much, more and more and more. So there's a particular point when that has to be broken and Krishna has to be saved. Radha here is, is the one that seems she needs to be saved. But Sanatana Goswami will say Krishna needs to be saved as much as all the Vrajivasas need to be saved in separation from each other. And the same idea, if the separation goes <clears throat> too far, Shirada herself will come closer to a state called pralaya or death-li- devastation, death-like devastation. So it is said that that the, this, the, the great personalities will tolerate these two expressions, no? like the man and the Abisar, no the, the division, this blockage, this until its purpose is fulfilled, until the tension, as my friend put it, is fully charged, if you will, no, basically. And then they will appear to break it hmm? <clears throat> and to allow the love journey again to reconciliation, to continue. So Some ideas, again, I know this is not uh, topics for ABC, kindergarten, newcomer or whatever but at least it's nice to know all those things exist <laughs> <no>? <laughs> and are waiting for us and somehow or other we, we have to learn how to get closer to them more and more so thank you so much for your time, your attention and uh, I think we are already in time but we can leave some few minutes if there is any question someone may like to to present you? in this connection
1: Determines that that point there where it's sorry again. What determines the this the switch from
0: when to go from one yeah. side to the other? Oh, of yeah. course that that's that's all in, in terms of of Baba. No, I mean for someone who is expert in into this, I mean we, we it's not that, okay or whatever. Something happened on the outside or whatever, but they are so much in, in attuned. You say attuned yeah. to each other they will know when that was the moment. It's basically that. I mean, they are so... And of course, they are always in time. No, it never happens that Krishna died or
1: something like that.
0: But, but the, it's explained in that way to imply the intensity of the emotionality involved there, but also the expertise of all these servants. I mean, those are the services that these servants will perform in eternity that we are invited to perform on the side of Madhuri and Pianara Masakhi as well. Saving Radha and Krishna on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and Mahaprabhu as well. Because he's Krishna and Radha above the separation, and day after day, those types of very delicate, refined services are, are required, as we spoke the other day. Attending the necessity of the Absolute. At this point, we are more identified with Krishna attending my necessity. Mm-hmm. I need this, I like this, give me this, I want that. <laughs> uh, but at one point, the shift will be in another direction how can I live for your necessities forever? So It's a gradual shift, but it's important to understand. We are calling that direction, basically. To identify with the necessity of the Absolute and to develop an identity of service out of that identification, basically. That's how the real identity of service will come. If we are not identified with higher necessity of service, there won't come a whole identity of service from that. Something else?
1: Yeah. So I understood that this uh, chitrajalpa and ajalpa comes from uh, sanchari bhava shirada. Mm-hmm.
0: So it just mean that this uh, crookedness of romantic love is caused by the sanchari bhavas. No, no. Love? On the contrary, I mean the sanchari bhavas are co- caused by romantic love because romantic oh. love is Stai bhav, maduri bhav. Yeah. and Sanchari babs come Transitive. as a byproduct of, of the of the staibab. The Saibab is in this case madhuribab and the Sanchari babs or Babs will come as transitory waves sometimes they say like waves in an ocean. The ocean is a staibab and babs are like waves that come and augment the staibab for a minute and they whew, merge again into the staibab mm-hmm. but but again it's not that the Babs generate this But like Basically, mm-hmm. this Daivab is a particular one and there it will have corresponding mm-hmm. uh, Sanchariva. Of course, there's mm-hmm. no beginning in time and whenever you reach that experience of Rasa, all the th- ingredients mm-hmm. are there in place, basically. You know? But Udhava was bewildered by, by this Sanchariva yes? <clears throat> yeah. Because he could, he could not I mean, recognize them, you yeah? know? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, of course because he in, has rasa and that is absent of this. Mm-hmm, exactly. Power. Of course he he understands that Radhas Taibab is madhurya eh? yeah. I mean it's, it's overtly clear. <laughs> and Krishna himself spoke to him about her and, and the brajavasis on some level, as much as he could actually say that Krishna sent Udav to Vrindavan, so Udav may became more qualified <laughs> 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 to return and Krishna, so Krishna has someone to to whom to reveal his mind in more detail because he couldn't do with Udav in that level because Udav didn't have a clue about what was going on in Krishna's heart and in Vrindavan. So he's saying I'm sending you to Vrindavan with the hope that you get your PhD there (laughs) so that you return to Mathura and I can really empty my heart on a daily basis to you my dear close friend because he's going through so much separation. So yeah he is discovering all this universe of Stay Babs and sanchari babs unique to Braj. You know? He has his own of course Stay and therefore Sanchari Babs as well, because every Stay Bab has Sanchari Babs. But yeah, how they play out in Braj, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. another another movie, another story basically. You know? So yeah, he's learning a lot here.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: Some, okay. Something else? That was gonna be my question. Udava. So My question is like that. Like after Udava you know, goes to Brindavan, then he, you know, returns, you know, to mm-hmm. to Matura. Mm-hmm. So what will be like his inner purpose? Like he's not like uh, staying in Brindavan forever. So that w- what will be like the reason? So that that was a very good answer. Mm-hmm. That, that Krishna has someone, you know, to to reveal his mind. Mm-hmm. In. Mm-hmm. So like Ud- Udava and Dwarka can eternally you know, do the mm. service mm. yeah in, in, but nonetheless Krishna says to that we will see that in the last sec because we will finish the Brahma Gita and then we will have like 5 more lectures trying to make sense of all we saw <laughs> but before sending Krishna uh, Krishna before sending Udav to Braj, he tells him you go there, you send this message and then after that you stay some time there <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because he knew what was going to happen. So you, you, won't, you, you don't return immediately after giving the message. <laughs> and of course, after hearing all this, Udap becomes totally like intoxicated with Prem. I mean, he has his own bath, but that is affecting him. Uh, he stays there, to say, like for seven months. And on a daily basis, he's going and all the Brajabhas are taking Udap to all the Lila Stalis, all the places that Krishna mm-hmm. performed pastimes and all of them are narrating each Lila to Udav and, Udav, and all of them crying, and, and, like these seven, seven months, and all of them, like, at the end, being very grateful to Udav. And at the very end of Udav's visit to Vrindavan there are six famous verses he pronounces, like offering pranam to the Brajavasis and to the gopis in particular. And I will recite the last one, because I recite always the last one at the end of this, of this talk, when Uda uh, the very last verse before leaving Braj so that is offering pranam to the gopis he says bandananda brajas trinam padarenu abikshana sah samharika tudgitam punati bhuvana so this verse he says bandananda brajas trinam mm-hmm. i offer my pranam to the ladies of to the gopis to the ladies of the village of nanda maharaj padarenu abikshana i perpetually abikshana sah padarenum i take the dust of their feet in my head so I I put my head on the ground and receive the dust from their feet perpetually. Sa, Gitam Punati Why I do that? Because their kirtan, Gitam, their loud harikata, their kirtan about Krishna, Punati has the power to purify all the three worlds. So I'm I'm perpetually inclining my head there with the hope that I may be also touched by a particle of the dust of their feet, and therefore I may be blessed. So, in this way, he's departing from Brachyopra and So And this is the high point that really created in Uda this powerful samskara. So Some words we want to share. Next Monday, we will continue with next verse, if you would like to come. Srila <laughs> Gurudev ki jai, Sriman yeah. Mahaprabhu ki jai, yeah. Sri Hlinam Sankirtan ki jai. Yeah. Garanta Rashrimad Bhagavatam ki Jai 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 Jai. Sri Brahmara Ragita ki Jai Jai. Gaur Bhaktivedanta ki Jai Jai. 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 Gaur Praman